my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well, it's Monday, August 19th. It's a very special day for a certain Full House cast member. Yes, I'm speaking of John Stamos. Uncle Jesse himself is celebrating a birthday today, and I thought, you know what? How about in honor of his birthday, let's cover Season 2, Episode 20, entitled I'm There for You, Babe, which aired on April 14th, 1989. And this episode, Jesse's birthday, turns 26, starts with presents that are quickly followed by demands to help the girls. And Danny and Joey also have their own demands. In the evening, he's to have a concert, but his band has left for another town. Well, actually, what happens is Jesse overbooks the band, totally forgets he's got this gig at the Smash Club. He's there, sans band, of course, contractually obligated to play. What you gonna do? You know, he brought the family out to see him and the Rippers play music, but bands now, Rippers aren't there. What? What's, you know, he's gotta play. He could have played by himself, but the family's like, no, Jesse, you've done so much for us. We're going to help you out. And then I would be like, uh, no, you, you, you don't have, I, I appreciate it, but you really don't have to do that. Yeah, this is continuing the birthday theme for the month of August because my birthday is actually going to be this Saturday on the 24th. Yeah, so, um... After this one, we will have, on the 23rd, will be the Fuller House episode, the not-so-epic party. I believe it's Ramona's not-so-epic party about Ramona's birthday. But today we're talking about I'm There For You, Bay, Jesse's birthday. This episode has a 7.1 on a 10 rating based on 180 ratings on IMDb. And it was directed by Jack Shea. Also, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Kim Weisskopf. W-E-I-S-K-O-P-F. All right. Let's see. Ooh, we got user reviews. We got some trivia. We got some connections. Excuse me. All right. You know what? We're going to go with the user review first. 10 out of 10. Perfect. This review was on May 19th, 2017. Full House will not have a better episode until mid-season 3. Uh, okay. Uncle Jesse just turned 26, and he is loving helping making the family's lives better. He is DJ soccer coach. Funny how he has always hated sports. Since when? Season one, he was all about the basketball. He was all about the football. Remember Cousin Steve? Yeah, he was a sports nut. Joey's jingle partner and Becky's girlfriend. Wait, what? <laughs> Becky's boyfriend, you mean? Okay, whoever wrote this review. That he can accompany. Okay. This, hmm. 
But more things come up. Michelle's jack-in-the-box is broken and get somebody else to fix it. Danny's car needs a mechanic. Jesse is a car expert and will do it for free. Stephanie needs cookies for a bake sale. Jesse is the best cook in the house. And Becky needs a date for a wedding. His responsibilities keep piling up, leading to his band being double booked at a gig in Sacramento. So the rest of the Tanners fill in for Jesse. They totally bomb on stage, but the whole nightclub scene was hilarious. The next day, all his responsibilities converge, and he almost has a nervous breakdown, which is also hilarious. It is good that Jesse wants to help, but what makes this so great is how funny it is while still being smart. That's the one thing many comedies completely miss out on. All right. This one is a 7 out of 10. I'm Super Uncle. This review was uh, put on IMDb on March 3rd, 2014. All right. It's Jesse's 26th birthday, and everybody loves him. He makes promises to help everyone. Danny needs his car worked on. Joey needs him to help get a jingle out on time. DJ has her soccer game. Stephanie needs cookies made. And Michelle needs her jack-in-the-box fixed. Oh, and Becky has a wedding for him to go to. Before long, he feels the pressure. Poor planning on his part gets him down, especially when his band doesn't show up for an important gig. How will he ever make it through this new crisis? This episode shows what families are for. And that we can't do it all on our own. Things are really sizzling up between Jesse and Becky. And their couple plays a bit on the PG-13 side. Nothing said, but the actions of what they meant are all there. Makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Well, I don't know what to tell you then, sir or ma'am. All right, trivia. Let's get to the trivia. One piece of trivia. Michelle wanted to play horsey with Stephanie. Steph didn't want to, so she and Michelle went back and forth with yes, she does, and no, she doesn't. Michelle fake cried and said, and she said, yes, she does, so Stephanie said, okay. How is this trivia? <laughs> Steph made the comment about her falling for the crying routine that she invented where whenever Steph wanted to do something, she did the fake crying thing to get her own way until whoever she does it on says yes. That's not trivia. That's just you remembering something from a previous episode. I mean, come on now. Come on. All right, here we go. Goofs. When DJ and Kimmy are practicing soccer and DJ scores a goal, she says Candace scores a goal. Uh, okay, I got to keep my eyeball out for that. I got to keep my ears open for that one. Modern Times. One of the posters in Joey's room resembles Charlie Chaplin in Modern Times. All righty. All right, let's uh, jump right into this cold open here. It's set in DJ and Stephanie's room. Stephanie is sitting on top of her toy box. I'm not sure what she's doing. She has a piece of paper, and it looks like she's playing, like, um, there's those little colored dots that almost look like uh, when you would play bingo in school. Oh, I'm sorry. No, actually, I think what she's doing, she looks like she's got a piggy bank there, and she's just kind of counting out money. All right, I gotcha. Never mind. So, Michelle comes in, and you know that Stephanie is a long name, so Michelle just calls her Steffi. Like, Steffi play horsey? And Stephanie's like, well, Steffi is too busy to play horsey. I can't play horsey with you right now. And Michelle starts the whole... Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. And then, no, she doesn't. And uh, Stephanie Corlers, she calls her out. Like, look, Michelle, seriously, I 
I'm a master at this game. I created this game, mind you. And finally, she just kind of gives in to her sister. Like, this isn't going to stop unless I give in. All right, let's play horsey. So Stephanie assumes the position. Michelle climbs on top. And Stephanie's going to have back problems well into adulthood now. Now, kids are vibrant back then. I mean, come on, you could play horsey and not have back issues down the road. I like Stephanie's sweater. It says hot chocolate in white lettering. It's got a yellow mug with some white whipped cream. It's got red and white checkered, almost like a tablecloth. And I like how she's wearing a red headband to kind of go with it. Oh, also on it's the sweater does have a red color just underneath it. Like, that is, it's cute. I like it. It's just beautiful. So, I, you know, a lot of these, you know, they're not name brand clothes. They're just stuff that the, um, the set, you know, the wardrobe department works on. And some of them are kind of hit and misses, but this one is definitely a hit. It's cute. I would have worn that as a kid if someone had given it to me. All right, looks like Jesse's had a late night. He is just arm hanging off the side of his bed. His head's not even on any of his pillows. That's how you get a sore neck. <laughs> but he's got his uh, faux fur blanket. And, of course, the family it's his birthday. The family's going to surprise him. Aw, that was sweet. Oh, actually, Michelle comes in first, and she's got, this is going to continue throughout the episode, this issue with the little jack-in-the-box, which, if you're familiar, if you're a kid, you know, whether it's the 80s, the 70s, the jack-in-the-box has been around for a long time. Probably back in the 70s and 60s, it was made out of a metal box. Here, it's a Fisher-Price hard plastic box. It's still got the crank on the side where it's a dun 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 and then the harder, you know, the faster you twirl the handle, the louder it gets. I I probably had one of those. I also had one of those metal spinning tops that you just crank the top of it and it just goes. I remember playing with one of those outside and I lived in the country, so it's like I played in like a dirt, dirt driveway <laughs> with this thing. But it's still fun. Remember those other toys, like, when you were a toddler that were, like, mine was, like, Sesame Street of, like, the characters, and then you, like, push the top down on them, and then you, like, hit the button that's in front of it, and they just pop back up one at a time? Yeah. So Michelle puts the jack-in-the-box just by the side of the pillows, just above Jesse's head and his hand which is right above his head and she just starts slowly cranking it so this is how she's gonna wake up uncle jesse <laughs> it scared the crap out of me <laughs> that's its intention because it's like i you know i thought she was having issues with it that's you know the thing throughout the episode like i can't get it open it won't open why won't it open right no this thing opens and i i, I at first, I'm like, no, that's what the problem is. I wasn't expecting that to open. I'm like, oh, crap, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and apparently it does Uncle Jesse because he wakes up. He's like, what? what? What's going on, sweetie? Why are you in my room? I had a long night, pumpkin. I need my rest. So Jesse just looks at her like, oh, Michelle. And he lays his head back down like, oh, whatever. I'll go back to sleep. 
But Q, the family coming in with, and I think this is so cute. It's a waffle shaped like a guitar for his birthday. And it's got a number two and a number six. Jess, or Danny also in one hand, he's holding this tray, this waffle guitar birthday cake type thing. And a present in his other hand. And we got Joey doing the little air. And then we got Steph and Deej right behind them. It's just a cute moment. I'm going to play this clip. Too excited. She doesn't want that. She knows it's a dorky gift. So, yeah, Danny hands him the birthday guitar-shaped waffle, birthday cake type thing. And Jesse blows out the candles. And he's like, oh, gosh, you didn't have to do this for it. You know, it's, I mean, it's just my birthday. And he's, he kind of looks around like, uh, there, there are presents, right? <laughs> just like a little kid. It's like, yeah, he'd want there to be presents. <laughs> I don't remember ever doing, you know, waking someone up and saying, hey, it's your birthday today. 
I remember when, and I was really young. I had to have been maybe four or five. Um, and going into my parents' room and waking them up saying, it's my birthday, it's my birthday. But I just, I remember being so young, but it was one memory that I have in my head about that. So the first present Jesse gets, and it's really pretty. It's this wood, like, almost like a plaque, but it's like, um, it's like a wood carving, but it's got this, like, like shellac to make the wood really shine and everything. And it says world's greatest uncle. It's got Stephanie and DJ signatures. Michelle stepped in some paint and she kind of walked across it. Happy birthday, Jesse, the world's greatest uncle. We see Stephanie's signature just is plain print at the bottom left hand corner we see the bottom right hand corner we have dj's name dj cursive we see we got um a little guitar in the upper right hand or no the upper left hand corner we got two blue footprints one by jesse's name and one between happy and birthday and then there's one of what looks like maybe a butterfly and maybe a ladybug to the right right corner and the girls are like, yeah, we made it because we love you so much. And it's like, aww, that's so sweet. And he's like, thank you, girls. And they're like, you're welcome. And they hug. It's cute. And, of course, Danny pulls out from behind his back a wrapped gift, blue wrapping paper, giant big yellow bow on it. And Jessica's like, give me, give me, give me. And he starts to rip it open. And he's like... Uh, you see the disappointment right on his face, but he tries to play it off, like, oh, yeah, an appointment book. And Danny's like, yeah, I get it, you don't like it. And Jesse plays off, like, no, no, I mean, I've always wanted, um, this. Thank you. And Danny says, well, I've taken the liberty to fill out the first page, which says, pretend you like this gift. Like, oh, no, no, seriously, I like it. Of course, the gifts aren't over just yet because Joey's got another gift and Jesse is like right on, like, oh, I'm Rips it. Oh my gosh, it's an Elvis watch. It's like, yeah, because when you know this, Jesse is pretty much seems like he'd be easy to shop for if it's Elvis, anything to do with any type of music, whether it's Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Elvis, what have you. Yeah. So, DJ makes a comment about, hey, old-timer, how's it feel to turn 26? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, maybe when I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's getting closer to 30. But, I mean, that probably, 26 when I was, like, maybe, like, 7 or 8 probably felt, like, old to me. Jesse's like, hey, it's going to be my year. It's like, I got a great family. Finally, finally got a perfect girlfriend. Because you know none of the other girls he was he was seeing before Becky were anyone that was he was really any serious about. Jesse's putting his robe on. He kind of like uh, his joy a little bit in the chest. Like, hey, you and me, we got our advertising company. It's great. It's taken off. He's like, I think this is the year my band is finally going to make it big. Which it really doesn't. But yeah, one can dream, right? And he's like, oh, you guys are coming tonight to see the band, right? And they're like, yeah, we wouldn't miss it. Of course we're going to go. So Dan's like, all right, girls, come on. We got to get you ready for school. 
And of course, <laughs> Stephanie's like, oh, we got to go to school on Uncle Jesse's birthday? And Danny's like, well, don't worry. I'm sure there'll be an assembly in his honor. As a little kid watching this episode, I don't know why it's stuck in my head. Like, wow, why do they have to go to school on Jesse's birthday? Or like, oh, he is going to come to their school. Like, in my mind, I just didn't think that. I didn't think the whole sarcasm thing through when I was probably like eight years old at the time. So everyone leaves except for DJ who hangs back and says, hey, don't worry or don't forget. This is the first demand. But then again, he is her soccer coach. She's like, our game's at 3.30. Don't miss it. It's like, hey, don't worry. I'm your coach. I'm not going to let you down. Without me, you don't got a strategy or a coach. She's like, well, we also wouldn't have a ride. I'm like, all right, all right. Cute little Michelle and the adorablest little pink fuzzy slippers. She's got this giant appointment book and the plaque. And she's like, my presents. And, of course, Jesse's like, da, 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 you get back here, little gift stealer. And he's like, here, you can have the appointment book. And she's like, eh, no thank you. I'm like, yeah, even she knows it's a, not a, the greatest gift. Like, come on, Danny. Oh, she hands the gifts back and she's like, happy birthday. And she's kind of looking off screen to whoever's kind of uh, guiding her through this. Oh, I don't, she leaves the jack-in-the-box on the bed. Now we go to the next scene. We are in Joey's bedroom apartment. We got Jesse wearing a blue turtleneck, which, of course, matches his blue guitar. Joey is sitting in a chair at the end of the bed. They're kind of working on a jingle. So there's a credit dentist jingle, a dentist that works on credit, really. So Joey's been kind of working on the lyrics for the dentist jingle here. At this time, I believe they are just getting stuff from Mr. Malatesta, their boss, who is, you know, they're basically, we want to work from home. You just give us, you know, the clients and we'll kind of come up with something on our own. So he lays it on Jesse. If you need a root canal, you don't have any money. Relax, don't sweat it. Dr. Lennox gives you credit. Dr. Lennox, America's top credit dentist. And now, climbing the charts, the music to this wonderful jingle. And Joey kind of snaps his fingers, cues Jesse, and Jesse's like, it's some loud, like, sounds like a, yeah, that's not what I want to hear in my ear. Of course, Joey's like, that sounds like a dentist drill. Ooh. So, Jesse pretty much explains he's already slowly starting to be pulled apart in different directions. He's distracted. He says, like, sorry, Joey, I was working on something for the gig tonight. Don't worry. I'm there. He says this a lot. Don't worry. I'm there for you, babe, which is the title of this episode. I'm there for you, babe. All right, so Danny comes down with Michelle, who's holding on to her jack-in-the-box, and he tells Jesse, like, hey, Jesse, get out your new appointment book and write down Sam Battersby, 730 Smash Club. So, of course, we're wondering, who is Sam Battersby, and why is he going to be at the Smash Club at 730? Sam Battersby is a music critic for the San Francisco Mirror, which is... 
I'm guessing it's probably like um a music review, like either a magazine or a little um you know small town or not a small town, but you know something like that. You know someone who does reviews. Clearly not for the newspaper, but or maybe it is a newspaper. I don't know. So I'm looking around Joey's room. We got a Looney Tunes poster. We got a Red Wings pennant, which Jeremy would love because he is a major Red Wings fan. Uh, just to the right of the door to the bathroom, we have Popeye and Olive Oil puppets. We have just between the two little windows that each have like little like shutter things that you can push aside but in between those two windows is a charlie chaplin poster where he's hanging off of a clock which i believe in the movie look who's talking he uh kirstie alley is doing the same thing which means like your uh biological clock is ticking well for her anyway in that movie so I, I love Joey's room. It just really just speaks to who he is. Like Jesse in his room, he's got a jukebox. He's got a picture of Elvis, Sammy Davis Jr., um, Frank Sinatra. Just, you know, the stuff in the in people's rooms kind of speaks to who they are. I love also right above this little alcove area, we have different sets of playing cards. So I, I just think that's really cool. So, Sam Battersby was actually at um, Wake Up San, San Francisco. He was talking up the club scene, and Danny just happened to say, Hey, you know, I have a brother-in-law who's going to be playing at the Smash Club tonight. Would you be able to come down and hear him play and do a review? Of course, the guy's like, sure, but cost Danny his two Giants tickets. But the guy's like, yeah, come down. What are you going to give me in advance? So Jesse says he's been trying to get the guy to review him forever, which I don't know how many musicians are going to say, hey, music critic, come listen to my music and review me. Because that guy could pretty much either make or break your career, which is what the um, club owner or of the Smash Club says to Jesse when Jesse gets down there and he finds out that his band is double booked. Like that there, Sam Battersby, will either make or break your career. And I will just break you. But we'll get to that. So Danny, uh, Jesse's like, well, how'd you get him? I mean, I've been trying to get him for years to come and listen to my band. Danny's like, well, I just used my, you know, my charm, my wit, and my two Giants tickets. But yeah, he's going to be there. Of course, you know that Danny is the king of hugs, but Jesse's like, oh, Danny, bring it in, bring it in. You are the best brother-in-law. I'm hugging you for a change. And even Danny's like, uh, Jesse, you're hugging me. And Jesse's like, I've been living in this house too long. <laughs> it's... Of course, Danny excuses himself after patting Jesse on the back, saying, Oh, you know, pretty soon you're going to be filling up that appointment book. Hey, <laughs> as soon as Danny's back is turned, you see Jesse going, Uh, 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 no, that baby's going to stay blank. <laughs> okay, so Danny heads upstairs. Michelle is trying to get Jack to come back out of the box. We've seen him come out once. Why is he not? Sweetie, I don't think you got to work on it a little more. Work that, that, that crank. Get that thing going. He'll come out. He'll come out. 
But this, unfortunately, is going to be another added problem to Jesse's already full plate of demands from the family. Aww. Uh, Jesse's like, oh, honey, Jack's in the box. Michelle looks down and she's like, Jack, come out, please. And she looks up at Jesse like, help me, I can't do it. So Jesse grabs the box and he's starting to crank the handle. Nothing's coming out. He does an impression of like a gangster. Like, see here, Jack, you come out of that box here, see? Michelle and I here got you surrounded. See, that's not, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a gangster. That's a cross between a, I don't know what it was, but, <laughs> um, Joey, of course, is just like, Jess, look, it's already 320. We got to work on this jingle. Jesse's like, 320? Oh, I, I got to coach DJ soccer game. He should have been there. She's like, probably with her team, like, dang it, where is he? Uncle Jesse, you said you wouldn't be like, not to mention, wasn't he supposed to be her ride as well? How'd she get that? Kimmy's mom. I bet Kimmy's mom. Well, if it's all the kids, she probably just hitched a ride with one of the other girls on the team. So Jesse starts heading up the stairs, and Joey's like, Jess, come on. And, of course, Jesse stops where he is on the stairs, turns around, goes over to Joey and says, Look, Joey, buddy, I get it. You feel like I'm abandoning you, but I'm not. You want to know why I'm not? Because I'm going to be whistling while I coach the game. I'll come up with a jingle. Don't worry. I'm there for He says this a lot. I'm there for you, babe. Like, I'm not going to let you down. Oh, DJ and Kimmy aren't even gone yet. Okay, they're upstairs. They're just... Okay, oh, so this is the part where she says Candace scores a goal. Okay, I'm going to play this part. Okay, guys, I heard Tanner scores a goal. I didn't hear Candace. He says Tanner scores a goal. And the thing is, she and DJ, or DJ and Kimmy are practicing, you know, passing the ball back and forth. Of course, Kimmy's like, you're never going to get the ball past me. Of course, DJ's got a trick up her sleeve. Say, hey, look, Kimmy, jeans on sale. And Kimmy's like, what, where? Boom, goes right past her. Like, yes, Tanner scores a goal. So that trivia, that had me fooled. I thought, I didn't, if they, if she had said that, you know they would have done that takeover again. They wouldn't have had that just left in there like that. So, in season two, Kimmy's hair, even though it gets more, I would call Kim, um, Andrea Barber's hair strawberry blonde because at this point, it's more of a reddish blonde, whereas later on in the series, it does seem to get a bit more blonder. But at this point in se season two, they're really trying to figure Kimmy out. They're still kind of testing the waters with Kimmy. Um, at this point... She's into shopping, but it seems like, I mean, she is, like, into, into shopping. Where it's come up in, um, uh, DJ's first horse, I believe. Where 
Kimmy had to give up shopping and help DJ, you know, pay for her horse, which I think that I'll get to that episode when I get to that episode, but that really wasn't fair for DJ. Like, hey, Kimmy, we're going to get a horse. Give me half your money and we'll have this horse. Like, no. But yeah, like the, the shopping thing, I think after this season, that entire part of Kimmy is just boom, gone. Bye. And then, I mean, even at this point in season two, Kimmy is still, as her character would come to be known as not all there, or maybe not as smart, easily fooled, stuff like that. So Kimmy turns around and says, don't ever make jokes about a sale. That is so cruel. So Jesse comes in. He's got his coach jersey uh, uh, in his hand. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. We got a tough game today. Let's go. And he opens the door. Who's there? It's Stephanie. Stephanie needs a bunch of cookies baked for her bake sale. And she and DJ get into a literal tug of war. Both of them are pulling on Jesse, like they're going to rip him in two. Of course, he's got to get to his game, you know, TJ's game. And Stephanie, you're, well, apparently Jesse is the best cook in that house, which I'm not surprised. And he's got these amazing chocolate chip cookies that would beat out, like, the most top chef in the world. She needs at least, what, over a hundred of them by tomorrow, but I'm going to play this clip. This is just cray-cray. Sweetie, you have two other people. Well, we know, okay, we know by this point, Joey is not the one to go to if you need cookies made. And I love that DJ makes a joke about, hey, just buy a bunch of Oreos, scrape the name off them, and you're good to go. No, they, honey, they want home-baked goods. They don't want store-bought stuff. The point is you have to bake them. We're Jesse, we're Let's go to the game. Let's go, go, go. So, yeah, she comes in the in the door. Uncle Jesse, Uncle Jesse. He's like, Stephanie, Stephanie, what, what, what? Tomorrow is the school bake sale. How long would it take to make 100 chocolate chip cookies? Let's see. How many can you fit on a tray? Huh, well, gosh, dang. How many can you fit on a tray? You don't want to overcrowd that tray, so I'd have to go with maybe... And they're not going to be huge cookies, right? Oh, man. Maybe if you make the bite, the small bite-sized ones, you could get maybe like 20 on there. I don't know. Hey, and then you'd only have to do that like 10 times. Gosh, that's a lot of stuff. So they're his special cookies. 
And of course, Jesse's like, oh, well, she says, with chocolate chips on top. And he's like, oh, with chocolate chips on top, of course, how can I turn that down? It's like, Jess, bud, you are like out the door. You have got a game to to coach. They're waiting for you on the field. They're going to say, we forfeit this game because our coach and part of our team is not here. You need to get there before that happens. I've seen D2, the Mighty Ducks. They almost forfeited. Wait, no. The first Mighty Ducks. They had to forfeit because only two of their team members showed up. So she grabs his hand and starts leading him. Jesse, of course, is like, you still have your coach jersey in your hand. What? Luckily, DJ, like, grabs Jesse's other hand and kind of brings him back to reality. Like, uh, Steph, he'll bake your cookies later. But she's like, you little chicken wing. Of course, DJ and Stephanie get into a food insult match. As Stephanie's like, well, if I'm a chicken wing, then you're a can of chicken noodle soup. Okay. So, DJ's like, you have the brain of a paramecium. Okay, I know that that line was also used in the movie Hook when, um... Peter, played by Robin, the late Robin Williams, was throwing insults to Rufio. And he's like, you have the brain of a paramecium. And one of them asks, what's a paramecium? And he's like, that's a paramecium. It's a one-celled critter with no brain. And blah, 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 blah. Don't mess with me, man. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> DJ did not finish that. So, of course, Stephanie's like, well, if I'm a paramecium, then you're... Um, Maybe I have the brain of a paramecium. You only have the brain of one mecium. <laughs> oh, Paralake 2. Gotcha. But you can clearly see Jody Sweeten, the actress, has pierced ears. And in the season... Is this season 5 or season 6? No, it's season 5, right? 6? No, it's season 6 because the twins are twins. And they're getting their haircuts in that episode. Okay. Um... She's been playing it off like, oh, I've always worn clip-ons that look... Those are not clip-ons. Those are studs. You can't put... I don't know. I ended up having to get the, like, the stick-on ones. Because when I was really young... Well, when I was, like, seven, maybe at one point I thought I wanted them. But my family thought, no, you'll lose it. That's why I wasn't allowed to get a class ring. When I was looking through the catalogs, they were like, no. My dad was like, no, you'll end up losing it, and it'll cost too much money. It was always about money, so no, I didn't get one. But I'd have those little stick, you know the kind of stick-on earrings that came on like a sheet? And by the end of the day, one would be in my hair, and who knows where the other one went. <laughs> and eventually, as I got older, it's like, oh, you should get your ears pierced. I'm like, no, just, just no. I don't want that response. At that point, I'm like, I don't want that responsibility. That's too much work for me. After Stephanie delivers that, you only have the brain of one museum. She gets an applause break from the uh, the audience. She's like, ha ha ha, just grinning at her, like, I got you. She walks away. And DJ looks it up on Jesse and says, there really is no way to beat her, is there? And he's like, mm, no, not really. Okay, girls, let's go, let's go, let's go. The game's going to start. It started, like, right now, and they're about to forfeit, so we got to get there. 
so now we get a shot of uh, the bridge, and it's nighttime. It's a really pretty shot. Just, you see the clouds. You see, like, the sun is pretty much set. There's a little hint of golden yellow, but also you see a lot of pinkish purple, as in the twilight starting to slowly set in. So, yeah. I'm going to play this clip. We got Stephanie sitting up at the kitchen counter. She got a a giant ball. Huge. And she's talking to Mr. Bear. I don't believe I've ever seen this scene in a syndicated episode of this episode. Or, a, uh, yeah, when it was aired on TV in reruns. Never saw this episode. They jump right to them getting ready for the Smash Club. But Stephanie's having a conversation with Mr. Bear. Just saying, when Uncle Jesse bakes my cookies, you better let me lick the bowl. Does she say anything about salmonella? Mr. Bear, while well, Uncle Jesse's baking cookies for the bake sale, you better let me lick the bowl. You put on a couple of bounces. Oh, he's put on a couple of bounces. shaming him. How long was that game? It's dark out. Yeah, yeah. It's all downhill from here. Oh, Kimmy, go home. Kimmy, I've never told you how much I appreciate having you around. No. Good. Yeah, really. I'll give you your birthday present later, but first, here's a little preview. Okay, guys, there are kiddos in the room. Uh, yeah, we're here. Hey girls, if you're going to the Smash Club to watch my dad, <laughs> best get dressed. Oh, go, 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 go. Me. Too late. Too late. She's already home trying on new outfits. I'll go get changed. You just bake, baby, bake. He's not going to. He's got to get ready for the Smash Club. <laughs> What in the what? So Stephanie fat shames Mr. Bear. Like, oh, you put on a few pounds. Not like, oh, Mr. Bear, you're going to get salmonella if you lick out of the bowl. Let me do it. And then we get Jesse returning with Steph and Kimmy. And they're all like, hey, we won the game. Woo, we won the game. It's dark outside. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <coughs> Excuse me. It's dark out. How long was this game? I played soccer. I didn't play in the dark. Maybe, maybe, maybe this game is like a half hour to 45 minutes away. I doubt it. Maybe they went out and celebrated their victory. They went through the, the drive-thru, right? Am I right? I bet they did. I bet they did. Granted, Stephanie is already there, like, hey, Uncle Jesse, let's get to bacon. Step on it. This stuff's got to be done by, like, midnight tonight to be ready for tomorrow. DJ's classic insult line, we cream those nerd bombers! Woo! We creamed them! Nerd bombers! Yeah! 
Anyone ever used the term nerd bomber to insult somebody? I never did. This is a phrase that just did not take off, which would later be replaced by, oh my, Lanta? Wait a minute, what other ones? It was nerd bombers was one thing that she said a lot. I cannot think of anything else until Oh My Lanta came around, and that became the catchphrase of the catchphrase for DJ. All the kids have catchphrases. Want to know what's funny? When Michelle reached a certain age, this you got it dude and this and that and her five other catchphrases, boom, gone. Never to come back again. Except for in Fuller House when the girls are having a little bachelorette party and they're all like calling Michelle on her voicemail and just spouting off every single one of her catchphrases. All like five or six of them. <clears throat> Here's my question for this. How long has Stephanie been sitting at that kitchen table? Or not the kitchen table, but at the kitchen counter. Just hanging out. Like, well, I'll sit here for the next, oh, two hours. I'll not do it. Well, she had time to go grab Mr. Bear. But she's like, I'm going to sit here, and I'm just going to wait. I'm going to talk to you, Mr. Bear, while we wait for Uncle Jesse to get here. Just has a bowl. I don't think she's... Well, did she have the ingredients? I thought she had, like, flour and stuff. Okay. So, she gives Jesse the apron, which only covers his waist. And Becky comes in. So, she has not seen Jesse all day. Like, hey, honey, happy 26. And they hug. Kimmy, of course, has got to get a dig in there. Like, oh, my gosh, you're 26? That's more than halfway to 50. No one ever told me that when I turned 25. Never, never, never. Now that I'm turning 37, it's like, oh my gosh, you're almost 40. Well, my coworker, we and I joke, we joke about that. Um, yeah, it's like I got one foot in the in the my 30s and like one foot just hovering in that doorway, not yet hovering over the threshold just yet. I got three more. My my foot's got three more years, just. Sitting in that doorway, just waiting to cross that threshold into the 40s. She's like, it's all downhill from here. Like, like, oh, give me a break. That's like a quarter of a century, Kimmy. 25 years is a long time. So, of course, Jesse just laughs it off and says, Hey, have I ever told you how much I appreciate having you around? And Kimmy's like, mm, not really. He's like, good, because I won't ever do that. So, Jesse goes over to the fridge to maybe start getting stuff out of there, and Becky just kind of follows him, and she's like, oh, listen, I'll give you your present later, but first, here's a little preview. And they start macking on each other. She, like, bends him backward against the kitchen counter, and just, they go to, like, really, like, Tongues and mouth kissing. You have three kids there under the age of 13 staring at you like, okay. Oh, yeah, there is some tongue action. And the audience just, woo! We got DJ and Kimmy just like, Aww. And poor Stephanie's like, Uncle Jesse, please. 
I want you to bake these cookies for me. She hasn't even started yet. There's no flour in the bowl. Not a thing. Does she even know how to... Where's the recipe? Is it in his head? Is that why you can't start? If there were a recipe around, which I think it's just in his head, that she needs him there because everything that she needs for this special cookies is in his mind. And DJ friendly... <clears throat> and Becky gives the girls a look like, do you mind? And even Jesse's like, I'm occupied. And the girls just look at them and smile like, yeah, there's kids in the room. So Jesse's like, look, if you're going to go to the Smash Club to watch my band, you got to go get ready. And of course, Kimmy's like, oh, wow, thanks for inviting me. Out the door, ready to go home. Since her house is like right next door. Je Jesse's like, oh, no, 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 give her, give her. Ah, uh, shoot. And DJ's like, look, too late. She's already home, trying on outfits. They're going to need Kimmy's special skills later, so those will come in handy. So Stephanie's like, I'm going to go get changed. You just bake, baby, bake. Um, sweetie, he is not baking your cookies tonight. He's got to get ready for that Smash Club. He's got to get dressed. He's got to get showered. He's got to get dressed. He's got to get in the mood, in the groove, and the ready to play some music. Your cookies are so far down. On the, um, on the priority scale, they're not even, they're not even on it. So, Becky's like, oh, Jess, what time should I pick you up for the wedding tomorrow? And he's like, what wedding? She's like, oh, don't tell me you forgot. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, how, how else could I forget your cousin's wedding, right? Your cousin? Like, nieces? Old roommates? Hairdresser? Hairdresser? Who would go to their hairdresser's wedding? That's... I mean, unless you're good friends with said hairdresser, I mean. Becky wouldn't have a niece old enough to get married. Does she have an older brother who's like 10 years older than she is? No, okay, no, that wouldn't even work. No, if that's the case, her brother would have to be at least 20 to 30 years older than her for her niece to be getting married. Or, I don't know, something, but that just... Becky herself is only probably, what, in her mid-twenties? Jesse's just turning 26. You want to know what it is? It's so ridiculous, I can't even believe it. My uncle's first wife's son-in-law? Excuse me, that isn't even anything. So, it's her uncle's first wife, so I presume he's not even with this first wife, first wife's son-in-law. So the son-in-law who was married to first wife's daughter is getting remarried? That isn't even anything. That makes so little sense. I can't even fathom. Of course, she like, ah, dang it, that was my next guest. Of course, he utters the title of this episode, don't worry, I'm there for you, babe. Don't worry. I got this. You can count on me. I'm your boyfriend. I will not let you down. So, Joey comes up from the basement. He's like, come on, Jess. I need you to write this music for this dentist jingle. Danny comes in from outside and says, I really need your help, Jess. My car is starting to sound like my Uncle Fred. 
What is with your car, Danny? Well, this is season two, right? So this isn't the greatest birthday on earth where his car's having more issues. What happened to... Well, we know what happened to Bullet, but what happened to Walter from, you know, the birthday episode where Danny gets a new car? We don't see that car. What happened to that car? We only ever see that kind of gold-colored one that he teaches DJ how to drive in. So, my guess is, is this Walter car... He only takes it out on special occasions. He has it actually parked somewhere. He pays money for a spot to have it parked and just takes it out on occasions. He does not drive it to work. Danny's like, I mean, my un my car needs a mechanic and my Uncle Fred needs a vaporizer. Well, you know what? I get Jesse's good with cars, which, yeah, I mean, if he had time, he could look at it. But right now, this very second, when he needs to get ready for the Smash Club, is not the time that he's going to, like, go work on your car. And he's not going to write the music for the dentist, Jingle Joey. You guys got to back off. So, yeah, exactly. Just cook Stephanie's cookies tomorrow. When do they got to be at the school? The fact that everything is due, like, right then, there, now, I need you, like, right this very second, on your very birthday, even though it's your special day... I'm like, this stuff is all going to wait till tomorrow. I have to play at the Smash Club tonight. That's what I have to focus on. This is just insane that all these demands are just thrown onto Jesse when there are other people in this house to help. Like, So, it's 5 to 6 right now. Jesse's got to get his butt down to the Smash Club at 6.15. So, he's got like 20 plus minutes to get dressed. Get down to the Smash Beat traffic, depending on how the traffic is, how far the Smash Club is away from where they live. Yeah. It's not going to look good on you if you're showing up late to your own gig. Especially if Danny gave up his two Giants tickets to this reviewer. So I'm going to play this clip. This is another scene I have not seen. We're at the Smash Club as Danny comes in and he... Mentions to the bouncer here, like, I'm the one who called earlier about bringing my daughters in, you know, to hear their uncle play on his birthday. So, obviously, yes, that probably would have need, needed to be addressed prior to, because even if he just brought these girls who are all under the age of 12, 13, Stephanie is, like, six or seven years old at this point. They are too young. That is a club. It serves alcohol. They would not be allowed in there. Especially if it's, like, in the evening. I mean, this is going to be, like, 6 o'clock in... It's 6 o'clock in the evening, right? So you're going to... Yeah. Uh, mm. <coughs> oh, hi. I'm Danny Tanner. I talked to you earlier about bringing my daughters in to see their Uncle Jesse play on his birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hey, uh, not so fast. Are you forgetting something? What? Oh, right. <laughs> Here's your... Two Giants tickets. I may never see a game. She gave up two more Giants Whoa, tickets? this place is so rad! Yeah, look at all these cute guys! At least no one's wearing my outfit. <laughs> no, sweetie. You're, you're hey, Jess, we're over here! Whoa, Jesse, good look! Bon Jovi have a garage sale? Jenny, 
Not a good time for jokes. Jesse's band didn't show up. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I double booked this. The band's playing a Holiday Inn in Sacramento. I could have sworn I canceled that. I'm, I, I'm just confused. I got so many things going on. You know, with the kids and my work. I, I can't keep track of everything. Tough break. Anybody want to see a movie? Hey, get some. <laughs> yes, sir. Time's up. I don't care where your band is. Start playing. Myself? Why can't you play by yourself? You see that guy? That's Sam Battersby. His reviews could make you or break you. Me? I could just break you. Showtime. All right, so let's go back to when they just come into the club. Apparently, just him calling and saying, I wanted to bring my girls down for to hear their uncle play on his birthday. Well, I thought because he, he was going to, like, you know, he shook the guy's hand and everything. He was getting ready to, you know, walk into the club. And the guy's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I thought Danny was going to, like, pay him, like, a cover charge or money. No. He had to give him two more Giants tickets. Like, oh, my goodness. So those must have been the tickets that Danny got after he'd already given those other Giants tickets to that Sam Battersby guy. Like, And he's like, oh, I may never see a game. So they head up there like, hey, Jess, I love, I like Kimmy's, I, I like her hat. I like her hat. It's kind of semi-pre-blossom blossom hat, but not, uh, it's not a floppy hat. No, you know what? It's not so much blossom. It's just a 80s, 80s hat. So Danny takes one look at Jesse's black fringe jacket and says, hey, Bon Jovi have a garage sale? And Becky's like, uh, Danny, this is not a good time to joke. Jesse's band didn't show up. And Jesse says, oh, I have so many things going on between work and, and the girls and just everything. And it just, I didn't realize I double booked us. The band's playing at a Holiday Inn in Sacramento. Um, so the bouncer with the sleeveless jean jacket says, hey, look, Kasopolis. I've given you all the time I'm going to give you, okay? That there is Sam Battersby. His reviews will either make you or break you. Me? Well, I could just break you. So I don't care where your band is, you get up there and play. And Jesse's like, but by myself? I'm like, but why can't he play by himself? He can do that. There's, You don't technically need the family because that's just going to make it look not great. Which... The family's like, oh, well, Jesse, we poured our demands on you so much. Why don't we do you a solid, and we're going to be a, your backup band? Like, I don't like this. And he doesn't either. So, of course, Jesse thinks to himself, where am I going to find a band? Cut to the family is on the stage. We got someone playing a harmonica. Danny's on the guitar. Joey's on the harmonica. Stephanie looks scared out of her mind to be up on stage, and... Of course, you know that DJ in the house to play the drums. She can do that. Becky will give her a tambourine sticker in the back. You know Kimmy's proficient on the keyboard, so she's solid there. So we got a keyboard player, so. And this is like at like 6.30 at night. These people came to see music. They didn't come to see the Tanner family traveling band. They don't want to see that. They want Jesse and the Rippers, who they were promised. Not Jesse and these... Other guys. I don't know. Of course, 
Danny's like, hey, we're there for you, babe, as he quotes the title of, I should have done a count for how many times this has been said this episode. So that's one, two, I'd say at least maybe four, five, six by now. He said it to just about everybody. To Becky, to Joey, to Danny, to DJ, Stephanie, Michelle. There's like six people already so far. All right, so Jesse's going to go with it. He's like, all right, remember this. It's two chords. It's the easiest song you could ever play. It's two chords. E-A-E-A. All right, yeah. Danny's like, hey, we can do it. You ready? All right, put your hands in. Boom, you ready? We can do it and break. Pretty much. Ladies and gentlemen, this Smash Club is proud. No. No. This Smash Club is contractually obligated to present Jesse and uh, these other guys. Jesse and these other guys. Pretty much. Oh, you guys are. up and he says the smash club is proud no the smash club is contractually obligated to present jesse and jesse's like uh these other guys he's like jesse and these other guys all right have at it that the audience which is probably made up of 20 some people are pumped he's like hey san francisco you ready to rock and they're like yeah and he's like, okay, let's, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, you guys are clapping now, but you are going to be walking out within, like, less than five minutes. We get Stephanie on the mic, she goes, rock and roll, like, yeah, we know where this is headed. So we get Jesse on lead vocals, he's, he's doing his little guitar solo thing, and then he breaks into, there she was, just a-walking down the street, and you get the rest of him, do a diddy diddy dum diddy do, and he just hears it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is garbage, utter, utter garbage. The, the audience is like, what in the heck are we watching? Did I pay money for... I, I want my money back. I want my money back. Jesse literally looks like a deer in headlights on stage. Like, oh my god, my career is... A, he's seeing his career flash before his eyes up to this point and just... He can't see anything going forward. Mind you that... Music Critic is in the audience witnessing this. So, DJ gets a little drum solo here, and we know she's semi-partially proficient on the drums from the Fogged In episode, as she's just going to town on these drums, not really doing much of anything, just smashing on them. We got Kimmy on the keyboards, who we know she can do the keyboards, because that comes back several times over the course of the show. And also in Fuller House, because she's part of Girl Talk, Stephanie's band. So, at this point, the family really goes off the rails with this. They're supposed to be singing Do Wah Diddy. 
Danny's got a guitar solo. I don't know what song he's singing, but everyone's kind of going off of, uh, going off in their own direction here. So we got Joey on the microphone with the harmonica. He's got the black sunglasses. He's trying to do some, like, blues musician going, I said, do I did it? Did I do it? Did I, <laughs> I can't do it. Diddy dum diddy do. <laughs> And Jesse's trying to put on a brave face, like, oh, don't worry, everyone, this is part of the act, don't worry, no one's going off the script here. No, they totally are, they're just improvising, going along with whatever they feel, like, I'm gonna do it, this is my time, this is my five, 15 minutes of fame. Well, listen, 15 minutes of fame, but they are gonna give it their all. Like, uh, Sam Battersby is gonna write about all of us in this article, we're gonna be famous. <sighs> So, yeah, definitely they're not into Joey because we literally see a handful of people start to walk out. Some people just got their their head in their their hand like, what is this that I'm watching? I paid money for this. Ugh, I'm never coming. Think about that guy's club. You think people are going to, like, this is the type of act you bring in? Yeah, I'd be pissed if I were that club owner. Like, what is this? You literally see... Everybody but maybe a couple people. Because now we go into the next set. Stephanie pretty much has got the reins on this saying the old McDonald had a farm E-I-E-I-O song. We got a waitress there who is counting out her tips. It's the end of the night. They want to get out of there. They want to go home. Like, I've heard so much of this. I'm not going to be able to get these songs out of my head at all, ever. We yeah, we got a lady who's a waitress. She's counting her tips and she's just adding up figures. That's all the only people we see there. At this point, Jesse has stopped singing and he is just watching this train wreck of his career just... <sighs> yeah, what a way to end your 26th birthday with a freaking bang. Kimmy, you were right. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> this dang lady, I feel so bad for her. She's like just stretched out underneath the table. She's got her feet up on two chairs, just resting, chilling, counting out her tips. And of course you hear Stephanie like, hey, one more time. And they go into another rendition of E-I-E-I-O. And this lady is just like, are you kidding me right now? Really with this? Ugh. I'd be like, bouncer, owner, throw them out and ban them from ever coming in this door again. Poor Jesse is just sitting on an amp. He's got his head like, oh, oh my God, my life, my career, everything I've worked for up to this point is over. Yeah, it's gone. So right away, Jesse's sleeping in his bed. We got, I mean, Stephanie is with the bowl, with the cookie mix, with a paper for that review that just came out that next day. That guy had to get that out. Like, I gotta get this. This is so terrible. If I don't put this to paper and get this out of my head, I will never be able to move on from this. That They could have, like, ruined that guy's, like, I don't want to write music anymore, reviews anymore. I want to go in a different... I'm going to write movie reviews because... I'll, I've never been sub subjected to such terrible music in my life. You've turned him off of music forever. I'm going to play this clip. Because you get to hear this review is pretty bad. 
Kimmy was the only spotlight in that review. It was so bad, a room full of tone-deaf metalheads were forced to flee the building. Wow. Let me see that. Gotta be something good in here. Is there? Tone-deaf Ah, right here. See? The bright spot of the evening. <laughs> the bright spot of the evening was the inspired keyboard playing of the adorable Kimmy Gibbler. Just crank the dang thing. Another game? Are you kidding me? How many games does she have? So this is how the guy starts the article. If you missed Jesse and these other guys last night, you were luckier than I was. They were so bad, a room full of tone-deaf metalheads were forced to flee the building. Yikes. So Jesse grabs the paper. There's got to be something good in here, right? The bright spot of the evening. The bright spot of the evening was the inspired keyboard playing of the adorable Kimmy Gibbler. Well, hey, at least someone got something out of it, right? <laughs> I love Stephanie's response, like, adorable. Are you sure it doesn't say adorbell? <laughs> and Jesse's like, oh, that's it. My career's over. So... Stephanie's not sympathetic at all to any of this. She's like, hey, at least you have plenty of time to make my cookies for the bake sale. It's today. Like, ugh. Steph, come on. You just ruined his music career. You don't have any sympathy at all. Just make my cookies, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> they're due today. A hundred of them. Actually, they're due at the school by at least 10 a.m. And it's like, Nine o'clock right now. So get moving. Michelle comes in with the jack in the box. She's like, it's, there's no jack in here. Sweetie, you have to crank the handle. It worked the first time. What did you do that prevented it from not popping out? Did you push the top down too hard and it got stuck? That's my guess. That is my guess of what happened. There's no reason that thing shouldn't work. Maybe she pulled too hard on that crank handle and it dislodged it or something. I'm, I'm, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know how to make toys or fix toys or anything like that. But that's just my estimation. DJ calls Uncle Jesse to her room. She's dressed for another damn game. I'm sorry for swearing. Another game? Really? You just played one yesterday. You gotta play another? Is that how this works? I was in soccer. I didn't play one game one day and then already have another game the next day. That's not how this works. 
She throws, he chucks the soccer ball at his chest, saying, why aren't you dressed? Our game's in an hour. And of course, Stephanie's like, he can't be your coach. He's baking my cookies. Yeah, DJ, you had him yesterday. It's Stephanie's turn. This is where DJ's like, hey, forget the cookies. Just grab a bunch of Oreos and scrape the name off. No, it's a bake sale. Bake. Emphasis on the word bake. You have to bake ingredients and form a something that is actually going to be edible for somebody to digest. This isn't go get a box of cookies from the store and pretend they're your own. So Jesse, of course, is trying to micromanage everything, all the demands he wants to fit. Like, I want to prove that I'm there for everything. Don't worry, everything is under control. So Jesse goes back to his room. He's wearing his robe. He's holding on to the soccer ball. The girls are following him. And Joey's like, okay, partner, dental music time. And he's like, hey, how are you coming with that jingle? And Jesse's like, all right, let me get my keyboard. And, of course, Stephanie and Michelle are like, hey, what about us? We were here first. Joey, get in line. So, of course, DJ's like, what about my soccer? Stephanie's like, what about my cookies? Michelle says, what about Jack? So, Jesse immediately gets down on his knees to help, you know, with Michelle's Jack in the box. Danny, what in the world? He comes in, he's got some part of his car that was under his hood. Hey, do you know what's wrong with my car? Yeah. Why did you just pull a part out of it now making your car, like, completely inactive? If you don't know what's wrong with your car, don't just start yanking stuff out of it thinking that, oh, let me pull this out. This could be the problem. And say, here, Jesse, can you fix this? You're making more problems than there needs to be. Now your car is pretty much DOA or dead on arrival or whatever you want to call it. Dead in the water. I don't care. Now you don't have a car. He pulled out the carburetor. He's like, hey, Jesse, I ruined my shirt, but any idea why this carburetor won't work? And Jesse's like, yeah, it's because it's in your hand and not under your hood. What? Danny, I thought you were smarter than this. You're not? Okay. Everyone is like, really like, Jess, you promised you'd help me with my car. And my soccer. And my cookies. And the dentist jingle. And Jack. Hey, I'm going to play this clip. And Jesse's like, no problem. We got everything under control. Don't worry about it. This is, this is, I have to, they're surrounding him like, Help me, Uncle Jesse. Help me, Jesse. You promised me, Jesse. Come on. If you'd think they'd start, like, pulling him like he's Stretch Armstrong in opposite directions until he just rips apart completely. Yikes. Never before have I seen a man that has been pulled in so many directions by so many different people making their demands that they break down and just start screaming at people. Like, what is wrong with you? I'm 26. Just because I'm 26 doesn't mean I can do 26 things at one time. No problem. We got everything under control. We'll just simply, uh, we'll simply tow the car down to the soccer field and, and while we're fixing the carburetor, I'll, uh, 
I'll angle the side view mirror so I can so I can see the field and I'll coach the game. And then during timeouts, I'll, I'll rush into the uh, school cafeteria and I'll bake your cookies. And I'll swing by metal shop and cut that darn jack out of the box. And Joey, don't worry about the jingle because the whole time I'm going to be whistling. I'll whistle while I work people. This is your Uncle Jay. I can handle this. It may take split-second time, but I can make this happen. Jess, you can't wear a bathrobe to the wedding. The wedding? How can I go to the wedding? I... I got soccer balls to bake, and I, I got to tune up the dentist jingle, and I got to make the carburetor pop out of the box. What's the matter with you people? Just because the 26 doesn't mean I can do 26 things at one time, okay? Because I can't. I'm sorry I can't. Did you read our reveal? No. <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. So, yeah, Jesse has a meltdown, and it kind of culminates with don't worry, I got, I'm got. i going to do this. I'm going to tow your car down to the soccer field. I'm going to coach the game through the rearview mirror. I'm going to whistle while it works. I'm working on the dentist shingle. I'll get down to the school cafeteria. I'll make your cookies. I'll swing by the metal shop and cut that jack out of the box. Becky comes in like, Jess, you can now wear a bathrobe to the wedding. It's like, what, 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 wedding? I got soccer balls to bake and, and, uh, do, 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 ba, 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 ba. This all this, and he's like, look, just because I'm 26 doesn't mean I can do 26 things at one time. And he's like, just get off my back and oh my god, this poor man, this poor guy. And of course, Kenny doesn't help. Come in like, hey, did you read our review? Like, ah, he just flops on his bed, covers his head with a pillow, like, I need to block out the world right now, because my mind is being split in a thousand different directions. Can you imagine, it's like, when someone's like, I gotta do this and this and this at this time, it's like, prioritize. There are two adults there. Two of them. Danny and Joey. Joey, we know, can't cook. Well, guess what? Joey, you're gonna work on the jingle by yourself. You know what? Hey, Danny, you're a pretty decent cook. You bake Stephanie's cookies. We're going to find out all of these things that finally get solved of themselves because the family finally realizes we're taking advantage of Uncle Jesse. We need to work on some of these problems ourselves. Not to mention, isn't there an assistant coach to the soccer team? There would be one third. There would not just be one coach. What if Jesse were in the hospital and he couldn't coach? Would they have to forfeit? There are coaches for issues that come up like this. There's gotta be. Okay, well, the family finally has come to their senses. As we come in on Jesse covered, you can't even see him. He's covered in his, his, his faux fur blanket. Becky comes in with breakfast. They're kind of giving Jesse a free day to just hang out and chill and just, you know, have a me day, which he desperately, desperately needs. Remember last time when things got to be too much in season one in that two-parter, the seven-month itch? Was it the seven-month itch? The seven-month something. But he just took off and left because... Everyone wanted a piece of him, and he couldn't deal with it. He just, it got to be too much for him. He wanted his freedom. So I'm going to play this clip. As the family finally settles on how to solve their own problems. Without Uncle Jesse. Breakfast is served. <coughs> hey, Jesse. Yeah. Sleeping with it. Hey, Jesse. What are you guys doing? 
This is day one of your well-deserved one-day vacation. You're reading material? I recommend Curious George. It's the best monkey book ever written. And for your viewing pleasure, the complete works of the Three Stooges. Yes, watch them mature from the silly... you guys, but I don't really deserve this. I mean, you guys are counting on me, and I let you down. Jesse, give yourself a break. <coughs> I mean, it's great that you want to do everything for everyone, but you can't do everything at once. Well, what about all the stuff I promised to do for you guys? It's all taken care of. I got some extra time to finish our jingle. <coughs> Thank and, you. And uh, my cousin Sharon will keep me company at the wedding. Joey's Good. coaching soccer. And Daddy's baking my cookies. And Mr. Goodwrench is fixing my car. See, I don't, I don't want to miss any of this stuff. I mean, you guys count on me, and I, and I love being there for you. And I feel like I'm needed, you know? This is, this is my family, and I'm supposed to be the world's greatest uncle. You are. But you still have to learn to balance your priorities. I mean, Jess, it's great that you want to bake cookies for Stephanie, but not if it means it's going to cost your job. Unless you want to be a baker. No. Thank you, Stephanie. <coughs> <laughs> Jess, it's okay to ask for help once in a while. We're not shy about asking you. And besides, we're all a team here. Thank you. I love being part of this team. Okay, everybody, don't pile up! Oh, man, we don't do this nearly enough. Okay, Uncle Jesse's on vacation, and we got stuff to do. Let's go, everybody. Thanks, you guys. Thanks very much. And as soon as the wedding's over, I'm coming right back here to see if I can't get you totally relaxed. Let me just say, have mercy. <laughs> I like the way you say that. Bye. Bye. So Jesse wakes up, throws the covers off, and he's sleeping with Michelle's jack-in-the-box. Becky comes in with a serving tray that's got some waffles, regular shaped square waffles on there. Danny has on a TV, on a um, cart, the TV, so he can just have a free day to watch the Three Stooges. Okay. And he's all like, what are all you guys doing in here? And Danny's like, well, this is day one of your well-deserved one-day vacation. So enjoy it. Of course, Stephanie presents him with reading material, a Curious George book, and probably some other things that hopefully Jesse might like, like a Hot Rod magazine or a Mice Motorcycle magazine or a music magazine, the Billboard charts or whatever, or Rolling Stone, maybe. So Jesse's just kind of sitting there he's like well this is really nice of you guys but he stands up and says you know i don't really deserve this i mean you guys expect me to be there for you and i just i let you all down and becky is like jesse you gotta give yourself a break i mean and she says it's great that you want to do everything for everyone but you can't do everything at once you're just exactly he's just one person and the fact that it took him breaking down in front of them to realize, hey, we need to back off and handle some of these problems on our own or find someone else who can help us. Because you are overloading Jesse to the point of where that is not healthy. 
So he's kind of, Jesse's kind of looking like, well, what about all that stuff I promised to do for you guys? Joey's like, well, it's all taken care of. I got us some extra time to finish our jingle, which is awesome. Because, I mean, what a company probably would do that. Like, no, you guys are on a deadline. I can't really extend this. Or maybe it's like, don't worry. I know you guys are going to have gold for me. So just you take that time and you just, you give me what you got. I know it's going to be, it's going to be great. And Becky has her cousin Sharon who will keep her company at the wedding. Joey's coaching soccer, which does make sense because he does coach Michelle's soccer team in season seven. And Stephanie says, Daddy's baking my cookies, which yes, I mean, it's understandable because Daddy can cook pretty good just like Jesse. And Mr. Goodwrench, as he should be, is fixing Danny's car. Thank you. You just made more work for him, though, because you had to take that carburetor out of the out of your car. And I get that Jesse says, you know, I don't want to miss out on any of this stuff. I like being part of this family. I like helping you guys. Like, Jesse, don't worry. There's going to be plenty of stuff in the future for you to help them out with. Just take this free day they're giving you and just soak it up and enjoy it. And I like how he says, you know, you guys count on me being there for you. I mean, I feel needed. This is my family, and I'm supposed to be the world's greatest uncle. It's like, nobody said that you weren't the greatest uncle, world's greatest uncle by doing this. Everyone needs a free day, man. And Danny's like, you are, but you still have to learn to balance your priorities. Which, that's with anybody. You know, some people that, you know... They're, you know, stay-at-home parent, and they have a, you know, whether they have one kid or five kids or three kids, they get into a routine of how they balance all, you know, and juggle all these responsibilities so they don't have a breakdown. And everything works in a great balance so that way everything, you know, if even one little thing gets out of place or a misstep, they're able to quickly fix it and, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, balancing things, just keeping things in order, that's, yeah, you gotta leave room for a little chaos once in a while, because, you know, not everything is gonna go the way that you want it to. And I like what Danny says here, like, it's great that you want to bake cookies for Stephanie, but not if it means it's gonna cost you your job. I don't think it was going to cost him his job. And he's just volunteering as the coach. He's not getting paid to coach DJ's soccer team. And Stephanie adds, unless you want to be a baker. And DJ's like, Steph, Dad was being sarcastic. So, of course, Stephanie plays it off as, so was I. Like, no, you weren't. <laughs> That's okay, Stephanie. I mean, when I was your age, I didn't really get sarcasm very much either. And, of course, Joey's like, Jess, it's okay to ask for help once in a while. I mean, we asked that of you. And I like how Je Joey refers to them all like, hey, we're all a team here. We're all working together. And, and Jesse's like, thank you. I love being a part of this team. It's like, yeah. Before Jesse came to live with them, he was a freewheeling guy who like lived by his own rules and everything. But it feels really good. You know, to be part of a family and just have people that you can count on and they can count on you and just, and not even just that, it's just being part of people's lives and just being a unit and just having fun and creating memories and everything. I mean, 
Honestly, hell, it beats Betty. It beats being alone, right? I mean, how? Who are you gonna share your fun times with and your memories with if, if you're by yourself? <laughs> Danny's like, all right, everybody, dogpile on Jesse, and they all like, yeah, they jump on him. So Danny's like, all right, everybody, Uncle Jesse's on vacation. We got stuff to do. Let's go. So of course, everyone but Becky exits. And she wraps her arms around Jesse, says, as soon as the wedding's over, I'm coming right back here and to see if I can get you totally relaxed. Of course, she kisses him on the side of the face, and he's like, oh, let me just say, have mercy. And of course, she's like, oh, I love the, I like the way you say that. Like, ah. So I'm going to play this little clip here, as Michelle's so like, can you fix Jack, please? And of course, he's like, hey, I'm sorry, babe, but your Uncle Jay is on vacation. Aw, come on, just this little thing. She's been wanting this for the whole episode. <laughs> so he is able to fix it. He just cranks it and boom, the uh, jack pops out and it's like, oh! And he's like, see, I told you I'm there for you, babe. And she's there for you, babe. And she's touching his face and they just get so close. It's, oh, it's so cute. I love their bond together. It's so adorable. And he, the way he leans in to like give her a kiss and she's like leaning backwards like, oh, no, 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 don't kiss me. <laughs> Uh, this was an adorable episode. And, you know, we just, we learn a lesson about how, yes, we want to be there for people, but sometimes we got to realize that we need to take a moment and just step back and examine our priorities. It's like, I get you want to help somebody, but you got to take care of yourself first. You got to make sure you can't pile on all these responsibilities and demands from others and think that you're not going to, I mean, if you can do it and not get stressed out, great. But it's like sometimes you do need to step back from the situation and actually kind of see, you know, like Danny said, you know, prioritize, you know, what things are due now, what things are due later, what things are small things that I can do now, and what other things can be put off for just a little bit longer. You know, stuff like that. So you're not going to blow up at people and get upset. So, I'd have to say for my favorite outfit, I like, in the, the cold open, I like Stephanie's little hot chocolate shirt. She was wearing, like, a little red Scotty Dog shirt at the um, Smash Club thing, but I, I just, I like the hot chocolate one. Um, Kimmy's hat was cute. I really liked that, the one she wore to the Smash Club. As far as for a worst outfit, um, I don't really have one. 
for this episode. Just, uh, you know, lesson learned with this is just learn to step back and just prioritize things. And just make sure you're taking care of yourself. If it gets to be too much, then speak up and just say something. Like, I want to help you, but I need to, I need to, um, I gotta, I gotta be me. I gotta have a me. I gotta step back and just, you know, if people understand, they will respect that. And if they truly care, they will respect that and just say, okay, I understand that you need some time. And, you know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I don't, haven't done this before with the relatable character. I think I might start that. Just, you know, um, the only person I could even partially relate to is only maybe DJ just because she was in soccer. I played soccer when I was 14 in eighth grade. It only lasted a season. Um, <laughs> I didn't really... I was still very, very shy, even though the girls were, you know, mainly nice and everything to me. Um, I remember one game I get hit in the back of the head with a soccer ball and I had to sit out and I really didn't want to go back into the game. And at the end of the season, there's a party at the coach's house and the coach actually had a couple daughters that were on the team. And I remember him struggling to find something good to say about me because it's just... I really didn't put a lot of effort into playing. I just kind of would hang back a lot and everything, but uh, yeah. All right, so the final birthday-themed episode is going to be coming out this Friday on the 23rd. It is from Fuller House Season 1, Episode 7, entitled Ramona's Not-So-Epic Party. Kimmy and Fernando put together Ramona's much-anticipated 13th birthday party, and it doesn't go as planned for anybody. Meanwhile, Steve, out of jealousy, tries to set up DJ's attractive co-worker with Kimmy. Good golly, Miss Molly. That is not going to go over so great. So, after next week, I will be ending the summer fun Full House series with season two, episode one. This episode is going to be airing on August 30th. Well, I will be uploading it. Entitled Welcome Back. DJ finally decides between Matt and Steve, but they throw her a curveball before her annual back to school barbecue. A homeless Fernando moves in. So, yeah. And then from there, we are going to move into September with the back-to-school episodes. This is pretty much primarily going to be all Full House episodes, as I don't really see any real back-to-school episodes in Fuller House just yet. So, we are going to start that with Season 1, Episode 3, The First Day of School. Then we are going to move on to Season 3, Back to School Blues, where DJ goes to junior high. Then we are going to jump ahead to Season 7, Episode 5, Fast Friends. From there, we're going to jump back to... Hold on one second here. 
Season 3, Episode 16, entitled Bye Bye Birdie. We have Michelle's first day of preschool. Then we're going to jump all the way to Season 8 with Nikki and Alex Katsopoulos in Season 8, Episode 2, entitled Breaking Away, where Nikki and Alex go to preschool, but Jesse is the one who can't let go. So, yeah, that is going to be the back to school. From there, in October, I only am going to be doing two episodes of the full, for Full House. That is, they're going to be Full House and Fuller House, the Halloween episodes. In November, I will be doing the Full House Thanksgiving and the Fuller House Thanksgiving episode. And then, of course, we were go going to have a bunch of Christmas episodes of Full House. And I believe there is only one of Fuller House. So, yeah. Look forward to that. And then in January, I will be starting my Jesse and Becky story arc. In February, I will be doing the, all the Valentine's Day episodes and concluding Jesse and Becky's story arc with the season one finale of Fuller House, where Jesse and Becky renew their vows. And then from there, I'm still deciding what to do in like March and so on. So that will just, you know slowly come together as I figure out what I want to do. So, all right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As I say, I had a lot of fun with the, I always have a lot of fun with these episodes and it's fun because I tend to like see some scenes in there that I never saw in the syndicated episodes. So it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. And I hope you guys get a kick out of it. And maybe you guys learn some things or you agree with, you know, some of the things I say or disagree or, or however. So, yeah. So I hope you guys have a great start to your week and, you know, wish John Stamos, you know, a happy birthday on Twitter or Instagram and yeah. All right. If you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can go to omhcfullhouse on Twitter. You can go to omhcfullhousepodcast on Instagram or oh my Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast on Facebook and just follow along to find out what episodes are coming up. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.